All right. Is there a timer going? It is. It's red. Is it, yeah. It's like the opposite of a bomb blowing up. Well, okay. give it time. <laughs> this, whole, this whole podcast is a bomb blowing up for Nick. <laughs> just silently just imploding. Just wait till the... Uh, never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't mention. What's his face? Wait till the unmentionables come out. Um. After like 50 weeks. And then people are like, oh, I want the behind the scenes and it'll just be uh three hours of unmentionables unmentionables ryan gosling i wasn't gonna bring it up um well anyway <laughs> welcome to I, dude i guess you're into uh welcome to welcome to aaron rose has never seen it i'm aaron rose and she's never seen it yeah well, I have today. I just did my homework. Actually, I just finished my homework in watching today's topic. Movie movie topic? Hmm. Movie topic. Tonight's dry erase flick. This brought to you by John Cassavetes. The, um. the Greek freak. <laughs> oh my god um so that's robert everyone and over there we have nick hello <laughs> over in both your ears if you're listening to this in mono yeah. it's all in mono okay, oh, okay cool yeah. so yeah <laughs> we're not playing mind games with you tonight <laughs> no 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 mind games S- singular Full frontal attack. Um, did we have the? Did you cue up the uh, intro music? Do we have intro music? I don't know how to convert music, so it's just okay. theme song, theme song, theme song. John Cassavetti, <laughs> something, something, La Tigra. What? <laughs> we don't have the rights either. Oh my god. We don't have the rights to that, we but that, that was the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have the rights, and I don't know how to convert MP3 files something, something into waves. La Tigra. By La Tigra. Um, I might know how to do that, actually. Okay. Oh, we'll figure it out for the next episode. Yeah. I'm certain. For sure. Um, how are you doing, Nick? Well, I'm just uh, awkwardly not making eye contact with Aaron I'm during so the recording sorry. anymore. I'm so sorry. I told you I wouldn't look at you. No, you could. I'm just looking straight ahead no matter what. I'm just going to look at the wall here. These two cannot look at each other because one of them rolls their eyes and the other one... Feels stupid because (laughs) of it. I guess feels stupid. I don't know. It's pretty dead on. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I'm looking at both of them, but I I, I will persevere. Yeah. I can take an eye roll and give it right back. It's like a Yeah, well you've like been a racquetball. Dealing with it for thirty one years. Contest. Uh yeah, thirty one. That's how old I am. Well <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Totally Close though. I totally followed that one up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, how was your week, Robert? Um it was pretty chill. Uh, went to work, kind of fucked off for a while. Uh huh. You know, let the kids build their robots. That's cool. You know, I invented a robot. 
You invented a robot? Yeah. I'm trying to get away from our shop using just like straight robot kits okay. and doing house kits. So I invented a robot out oh. of uh, a motor and a battery pack and a bunch of, uh, what are those, the, the things like the, po- they're, they're like popsicle sticks, but like adult popsicle sticks. Strap-ons. Like tongue depressors? Tongue depressors, yeah. <laughs> close. You were very close, Nick. Strap-ons? Uh, <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so it's tongue yeah. depressors and it a motor a and a well. uh, yeah. everything works. Yeah, and a battery pack and then some other hardware, some like cotter pins. Oh, that's good. And it's like a six-legged walking thing. That I want to see if the kids can make. Uh huh. And I was telling everybody I invented it, but then one of my coworkers was like, "You were just looking at uh, Instructable on on the internet," and yeah, I was like, right "But here? no, wait, wait a second, wait a second. I was like, no, 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 dude. Like, <laughs> maybe I was looking at an instructable, <laughs> but, you know, mediocrity borrows and genius steals. So that's how oh I feel about God. it. Oh, my God. That's a terrible. <laughs> but they were using, like, real materials, like metal and rivets and shit. And, <laughs> you like, were using tongue depressors. And I was using tongue depressors and cotter pins. Yeah, well. You know, so no Gotta make it your own. Yeah. I invented a shittier version of a robot that maybe, allegedly, I found on the internet. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Yeah. Nicely done. Um, Get off your phone. <laughs> He's trying to sell this podcast um, on, the show. on, Craigsla- yeah. on okay. Craigslist. <laughs> trying to yeah. sell advertising on craigslist <laughs> I'm, I'm making avail i'm making it known that there's an available open mic on this <laughs> on this podcast see if anybody wants to take over what nick you- told me earlier today that he hates the sound of all of our voices <laughs> yeah. it's fine here but with headphones oh. on a computer trying to figure out the best way to work around a lot of dumb shit yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I could too. I did cut myself out most of the second podcast, though. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the second podcast? The Ak- Driver. And Akira. And Akira. It's like Garfield minus Garfield, but minus Nick. <laughs> you still got Garfield, at least. Um, I did watch another movie um, that I had never seen before, obviously called the devil's candy have you heard of those is it with ellen page no is that just candy yeah hard candy juno juno i don't know that's um, the type of candy so i've had that candy before i yeah. feel like better watch yeah. out i've it's been like, like canadian candy two horror movies make the rounds a lot lately that everyone's just like talking about how great they are one of them's The Void, and then the other one is this movie, The Devil's Candy, that stars Ethan Embry, who I love and could is watch. He fat or skinny? He's kind of like buffish, actually. Not interested. Um, but like everyone's been like saying how awesome it is, and I didn't really dig it. I mean, I watched the whole thing because of Ethan Embry, but oh, he wears like a Ethan really Embry. Yeah. I was thinking of the fat guy from uh, American History X. He lost a lot of weight. I don't know who you're talking Edward about. Edward Norton? No. <laughs> Do you 
keep going oh, now. Edward Furlong. Th- yeah, Edward Furlong. No, he's still fat <laughs> and bloated. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I watched this movie and it's basically like Ethan Embry wearing a really bad wig and listening to like super generic metal, which I think is like why people are like, oh, it's so good, which it is good if you like really shitty Metallica music, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I've been really disappointed with horror movies that everyone likes lately. Did you see The Void? No. It has like really cool aspects to it but like there's just the storyline's not there they kind of like rip off a ton of people <laughs> and it doesn't really like come together I don't feel at the end but it does so have it's like a horror movie well <laughs> that's why I don't watch horror movies just for professional reasons no you don't watch horror movies because <laughs> you get scared if anybody would like to call out Bob and his shit go and listen to, this, to the second episode yeah because I left that all in. That's all in. What, the part where I'm terrified of horror movies? Yeah. yeah. I told you to bleep that. I bleeped it, just your name. Damn but it. we say your <laughs> name before and after that conversation, so it doesn't matter. But one another cool, one of the cool things about Devil's Candy is that that band Sun O does some music for it, which is pretty cool. Is it Sun O or just like Sun, the... I, d- I never knew how to pronounce that because I've like always said Sun O, but I guess I don't. Well, it's like the logo for right. the Sun amplifiers, which are now defunct. Yeah. So I guess we'll never know how to pronounce it. I feel like we'll probably get a lot of emails correcting. If we get <laughs> one email, I'll be surprised. What's our email address? <gasps> That's a very good question. Our email address is erose has never seen it at gmail.com. Please Perfect. send your mildly passive-aggressive hate mail there. I will read all of it so that Nick doesn't have to. <laughs> well, so anyway, the movie we're talking about this week, we only have one, is Gloria by... John Cassavetes. John Cassavetes. I couldn't think of his first name. Um, does who wants to summarize it for us? Anyone? Well, I mean, I feel like one of you two would do it more justice, having seen it multiple times. So, yeah, the movie Gloria. It's about a. Uh, it starts in a New York apartment. In Queens, uh, right outside a uh, old Mets stadium, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like right outside. You could always see Mets stadium. That was like a big part of the the intro montage mm-hmm. of the the flick. Uh-huh. And uh, the dad, there's a family, and that lives in in an apartment building, and the mom is like coming home and there's like some fucking mobster like hanging out in the uh in the lobby mm-hmm. that she like bumps into and she's like who are you you know and he, right. and he was just like what up i'm just waiting here to make sure you're here right you know? and she goes up and gets up to the flat with the family and the dad her husband or the husband and her and the dad 
is like a bookie f- is a bookie for the mob and accountant accountant yeah accountant yeah for the mob and he's also been talking to the authorities it seems like and he has the book of all the uh transactions whatever mob transactions you know the family's freaking out in the uh their apartment because the dad is freaking out and the dad is like the mob is coming up to kill us we have to get everything together we have to get everything right. we have to get the fuck out of here and the little the older like teenage sister is freaking out and she's like running from room to room and she's like i'm not doing i'm not going anywhere i don't know what the fuck is going on and the mom is like trying to hold everything together the dad is being a fucking butthole you know yeah. the, there's a grandma in there and she's just like i don't know what the fuck is going on i'm old and the uh, she's just trying to feed the kids <laughs> yeah exactly it's almost they, done yeah, the yeah. food's almost done <laughs> yeah the food's almost done they, they keep, she's like no but we can't leave the food's almost done <laughs> and dad's like are you stupid or something and because he's a fucking butthole <laughs> and so right like all, when all this chaos is going on all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and everybody like freezes up and it's like who the fuck is that and they look through the mirror and it's gina Rollins. the mirror or the they don't look through the mirror they look through <laughs> the peephole you, you look know. through the looking glass <laughs> yeah they look through the you know i mean when yeah okay people and it's, it's a peephole gina Rollins is gloria yeah who is their neighbor and she ran out of coffee <laughs> is that why she hmm. no it's not yeah it is is it yeah. oh, okay i totally missed she that. ran out of yeah. coffee she walked over in her um sleeping robe right. so they invite her in and <laughs> they're still freaking out and she's just like oh maybe this is a bad time and they're like no you can't leave and then the, the father like freaks out and he's like you have to take my son like my son you gotta take my son because mm-hmm. my daughter's freaking out, you know. Well, I think they tried to get the daughter to go, and she, like, locks herself in the bathroom or something. It's like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, she was, like, a very stereotypical, teenager. hysterical woman or teenager. I don't know. <laughs> Just a reminder, it is E-Rose has never seen it at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm going to send emails about that one. What? Have John you learned Cassavetti? nothing from Cassavetes? He loves to portray hysterical women. What? <laughs> so you have. Yeah. But Gloria is the opposite of that. Like Gloria is like turns into this badass. She's just yeah. Like continue this with the plot before you get into that. That wants to like get some coffee because she doesn't want to go. All the way down the elevator into the store. She just like wants to go to the neighbor, her friends. And she's like really good friends with uh, the mom. Yes. And so, but the dad is like freaking out and he gives his son this book, mm-hmm. like with all the accounting information in it. And it's like, you are the man. And what he said, he says, you are the man. Right. Now, you the are family. the man of the family because he like knows 
they're all going to die. Right. He's like, you are the man of the family and guard this with your life and gives him the book, mm-hmm. uh, which he n- he doesn't guard it with his life. But Gina Rollins is right there and she sees it and she's like, I'm going to make sure this kid guards it with his life. And so the the husband kind of forces Gina Rollins to take him to their apartment while to her apartment, to her apartment, while all like the cutaways are like of the mob amassing in the lobby, Mm -hmm. getting ready to just fucking storm this uh, apartment building. One of the mobsters, by the way, is a very young Tom Noonan. Who's that? Who's Tom? Yeah. Tom Noonan is uh, from Manhunter. He's the the crazy guy. He's the, the dude, the Ralph Fiennes character from the remake. He's also in know. Heat and the. Oh, who's he in Heat? He's the guy in the wheelchair who sells him the plans. Oh, okay. And he's the guy who hires the babysitter in the House of the Devil. The tall guy. <gasps> oh. Schenectady, New York, also. Okay. <laughs> I like him. Schenectady. Yeah. There's your Peter Falk impression. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Getting closer. Yeah. I'm working on my Peter Falk impression for the next uh, Cassavetes movie. Mm-hmm. But it also involves my like crazy eye. Mm-hmm. That's like the only part that I actually got down. Which yeah. goes Kevin to waste on a podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. Robert did a Check really out our Instagram. There'll be a yeah. gif of Robert's eyes. <laughs> yeah. out. It'll just be a gif of Kevin Pollock doing his Peter Falk impersonation because it's pretty good. <laughs> <sighs> it's way better. He's a pro. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gloria takes the kid. There's some drama involved in that. And then, yeah, the mob assassinates the family. Right. And she's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, like sneaks the kid down the stairs somehow right. past the mobsters, past the uh, police until yeah. they get out the front door when a journalist takes or, or a fake photographer. News. Fake news. <laughs> I was trying. I when I said that, I rolled my eyes and I remember we we're on a podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, when a photographer snaps a picture of the kid and she like covers them and she's like, no pictures, fuck you. But then and then she she takes off in a cab to what is apparently one of her other places. So she lives in this dump and then she takes the kid on the lamb to this like beautiful apartment. Yeah, that like was really confusing to me. I think that was... um like her boyfriend's or the guy from the end. What was his name? Tony. Tony. I think it was Tony's. Oh. Like one of his other places. Because she walks in and she says, he's such a slob. Oh, oh. right. Yeah. Okay. So it was Tony's place. It was one of his places or whatever. That's right. She does like kind of hesitate at first when they get there. Um, but yeah, they stay there for a while and then they... Uh, she sees the newspaper right that like the kid is on the front cover of and she's also they're also on the news yeah right and and she was mentioned on the news and she's like oh fuck yeah they call her out by name too yeah 
um, as having abducted this child. So they can't they can't stay at Tony's place. Um. So they get ready to leave, and then they're like a bunch of mobsters descend on Tony's place, right? <laughs> okay, so they're uh, yeah, they bail on Tony's place. Um, they're going down the stairs. They hear somebody in the elevator. She takes off her shoes. They hide. More mobsters go past. They notice her going back down the stairs. She escapes out the back with the kid. And in a very Cassavetes moment, the movie stops being like this crime drama and just turns into an art house movie where it just sort of like the relationship between the kid and uh, Gloria sort of happens in real time. And then they just start fighting on the street because they have this weird dynamic through the whole movie. And that just instead of like running and hiding, they just stand in the middle of the street out in the open and start arguing. And she's trying to get rid of him and he yeah, won't he, leave. He's clean to her. Yeah. He keeps like Moments going back and that, hugging her. Yeah. Moments yeah. before that, when they're in the thing, she was like, he was going to bail on her because he didn't need her. And then he's clinging into her when shit gets real because he just turns into a kid again because he's not a man. And then the mobsters see her. They pull up. And in a super fucking badass moment, she's just talking to him. She's like, what are you going to take this little Puerto Rican kid and shoot him on the street? And then that's an iconic shot of uh, Jenna Rollins where it's just like she pulls out the gun, starts firing the car. And fucking they drive off. They have a big accident. Yeah. And before that flips over. Yeah. Flips over, everybody in the car gets hurt, and then because everything in movies happens in threes, she couldn't get the first two taxis because she's a woman in New York in the seventies. Are we recording? Yeah, I was just checking. Okay, and then <laughs> she finally gets a taxi because she sort of becomes the badass or assumes the role of like a mobster dude, like a mob, a mob, a mob man. And just fires up the car, and then that's when the fucking taxi stops for her. So it's sort of a weird moment where she transitions from being like somebody just running away from them to just confronting them right. head on, and then that's when she gets the taxi, and that's sort of when the whole her whole persona changes in the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Like because it, the she has a gun because it's her gun. Yeah, she like has a gun. Like from the beginning, right? You know, um, but she was always, you know, very. It was it, she was d- like acting out the part of the woman that lives in a fucking high rise yeah. that looks over uh, Shea Stadium. You know, she yeah, because before that, like she was just like the ex, uh, like call girl she was just like right. her boyfriend was the mob. she tells the kid these are my friends like what do you want me to fucking do right and then when they pull up and she just has to choose between letting this kid die or you know sort of turning into the prototype for ripley and aliens she just yeah. sort of turns on them and sh- shoots them the fuck up and also from that moment on um you have all these mobsters and they all have guns Nobody, they all turn into like stormtroopers. Nobody can shoot worth a shit. <laughs> she just rips through all of them after that. It sort of turns into like this weird, like, um, not like a fantasy, but like she's the only person with any aim. She's the only person right. who can shoot. 
she controls all the situations. Well, she that that is true that she controls all the situations, but like she doesn't do a lot of shooting until she kills the end. That kid's dad. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, like sh- in a hallway. She's in an apartment. apartment. Yeah, it's in yeah. the apartment. She shoots some. We don't know that he dies. Really? Well, she's not killing people. Right. But her sh- her shooting is effective while everyone else's is just sort of. But wait, right. can I can I say something? You referred to her as a call girl. She's a show girl. Former. Oh, former call girl. Show and girl. You, I thought you referred, Aaron Rose, you referred to her as a kill girl. A kill girl? <laughs> <laughs> Not until the end. Not until the I third act that, is she a kill like, girl. I, uh, I always thought that she was like a retired like hit, man, hit lady person. Hit no. person. So she was just like uh, not a hit person. She was not like somebody that no, murdered no. people. She transformed in that moment. Oh, she was just yeah. sort of like, like she worked for uh, Tony at the end. Like yeah. They worked in, she had like, the, she was never a hitman. She was very much just like the tough hot broad right. in every situation. And then she actually became like the strong badass. Yeah. See, I always saw it as that she was, uh, like, like an assassin that then wanted to be a, uh, like, live the simple life, but then got dragged back into it, into, like, the whole thing. No, no I think no, you just like, invented She was that. a call girl who just wanted to get the simple life. Yeah, she, that's what she's talking about when they're fleeing the apartment. She's like, you know, what it's like to make a living. You don't, you know, I have clothes, I have this, I have a cat. You know, I and have my right. friends. And the cat yeah. got away. The cat got away because that right sh- away. Stupid little kid. Yeah, that shitty little bratty kid. Also, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the, the man. <laughs> not the man. Oh my god! I know. I love how she's just like constantly putting this kid in his place. <laughs> Like yeah, she that has, was like, the best. No well, that's that's and, and like in the beginning, she was just like, she was like, "I'm not gonna take your kid. I hate kids, especially <laughs> your kids, especially yeah. your kids." Because he is right. a little shit. Yeah, he but sucks. he like grows on you. Doesn't and grow the, on me at all. I like. I feel like he really grew on me, but like. Well, progressively the same way he like grew on Gloria to where she like really cares about him towards the end of the movie. And I feel like most people watching would have those feelings as well. well. He really grew <laughs> on inside. me uh, during the next scene after the car flip, like when she like wastes that whole car of mobsters. Right. <laughs> the next scene, they get into that cab when she finally gets the cab. And they get into the cab and they go to a hotel and the guy won't rent a room to her. Right. And uh, she like kind of like like there's this like weird. I don't really know what's going on. Like he like sees her and the kid and he's like, no. And she kind of gets it. And like maybe it's like a mob connection. Right. You know, that's like an unstated mob connection. But the guy, the concierge will not let her rent a room. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So the the concierge will not rent them a room. 
I think concierge she, is a stretch she, for this place. Yeah, well, she, it, it was a nicer place, though. Like, yeah. it was like you walked down, and it was like a little bit of a nicer place. Yeah, it was, from what I remember. No, mm. that guy was kind I of, like, greasy and gross. I think, but anyway. Well, he, she's, after they, I'm going to let you tell that, but. When they go to the next place, the next place costs two fifty. Right, yeah. That's the greasy spot. Yeah. Before that, they're in the nice spot. Where when they leave the hotel, they're like, "I think we're better off in a sketchier part of town." Anyway. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's right. They went to a nice place first, and the guy would not uh, rent a room because he like looked at her, looked at him, and he was just like, "No, we have no rooms available." Right. And she was like, "Oh, okay, I understand." And then. The little boy, that's when I first started to, like, turn on the little boy. And it's like, oh, maybe he's not, like, a little shit. Where he was like, hey, Gloria, let's go. Let's go. And she was like, she looks at the guy and she's like, oh, I understand. And they start to walk away. And that's when my favorite moment mm-hmm. in the movie is when the kid's like, he don't know the score. You know, a guy like me, a dame like you, he don't know the score. He don't know the score. It really turned me on that like kid. I was like, oh, maybe this kid isn't a, just a little shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little I hated shit. that kid from he, the start. Maybe he's a little shit that says something funny every once in a while. I didn't is, like him until like, <laughs> pretty much the end. I mean, that's how I think about kids, you know? It's like they're little shits that say something funny every once in a while. And I was yeah. like, oh, you're like one of those kids he that could be like, say some funny things, but I feel like... I don't know. It's mostly just funny to, like, see her put him in his place. Like, when he's, like, yelling about how he's the man, she's like, you're not the man. (laughs) She's like, you don't know nothing. This is delicious. I know. It's the best one, right? This episode is brought to you by Schweppes Black Cherry. Favorite. And if you're listening, was this taxed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no. Schweppes is not taxed. Because there's no sweeteners on it. If you're listening and you're from so Schweppes. If you're listening, if you're listening <laughs> in Illinois, drink Schweppes. You yeah. will get charged. But not the black Schweppes, cherry because that's my favorite. You know, give us some. <laughs> and it's like Schweppes. almost Stay always Stay away from the black out. cherry. It's made out of placenta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drink the lime. Ugh. So as you were saying, like the uh, after the fancy hotel, they went to the cheap hotel, right? Yep. Yeah. By the way, just oh, stick New with York, us. Huh? <laughs> I said, stick with us. <laughs> Fucking this synopsis is taking as long as the movie. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> Two fifty a fucking night, even for like a scumbag hotel. Oof. Holy shit! Could you imagine? Oh, oh my, my god. god! Also, this entire movie, I tried not to like just have a huge heart on for old New York, but it was really hard. Yeah. Like I didn't. Um, not it was hard not having the hard on not like the hard on anyways um from the very beginning of this movie that montage that bob mentioned briefly uh-huh. you get oh first off like in the opening shots after like it starts off at night you can't really see anything other than the lights right. it fades into dawn you get shots of the twin towers mm-hmm. you see a fucking marble billboard on yeah like right across the street from shea stadium where it's just like welcome to flavor country what's their ad yeah flavor, flavor country mm-hmm. and then the thing that fucking blew my mind the most that you know this movie is compl- exists in a time period that no longer is around at all the bus ad did anybody catch the bus ad no it was for kodak film oh my god 
that just fucking broke my heart. That was mm. amazing. But just old New York in this movie is fucking amazing. Two fifty for a room at night. Two fifty for a, a room for night is amazing. Yeah. When I was in Australia, the hostel cost eight dollars a night if you stayed in the room with like thirty other people. Yeah. How much did that flight cost that married lady though? Shh. <laughs> Was she married? Say her marriage. <laughs> Say her marriage. Hey. Shh. I will admit to nothing. Anyway, but I you know what? Like as married. you were talking about with the Kodak. Oh, like, uh, did I just blow that up? With the <laughs> with the Kodak bus uh, ad ad. There was a scene where uh, uh, Gloria and Phil were running across a street in Times Square or not, not, not Times Square, but it was just like in New York. And there was a, a like a camera store and it said seven hour photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was like I was like, holy shit. Like I really like that, too. I remember that. Back in the day. Seven hour photo. I don't even remember that. I I don't remember more than one hour photo. No. There was like one day photo, little fucks, well, yeah. two day photo, and one hour photo. Right. You know, and then I always felt like I was like, oh, you can always do it in one hour, but you're just dicks. Right. It's all Walgreens' problem though. Yeah. Hmm. So, after that part in the movie. They uh, get on a subway train. I think you should take over. Okay, so then. <laughs> so Sorry, you, uh, I'm like Rick right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly who we were. Big reveal, <laughs> podcast Rick. <laughs> um, let's see. So the relationship between the two of them keeps changing. She keeps running away. Like, they go to the train station. They get the corner table for two. She teaches the kid uh, take a walk. Uh-huh. He insults her a little bit. And then she shows him how strong she is by walking over to uh, a table full of mobsters yeah. while just in a full... Like, it's a... It's a re- it's like a restaurant in a fucking bus depot, but it's still full of people. Yeah. Just pulls a gun... Takes all the ammo from like six mobsters, and then they take off again. That she recognizes. That yeah. she recognizes. Because right. she she's like going to places that she recognizes, you know. She and then she at all keeps, of them. yeah, right. she keeps getting yeah. caught at all of them. <laughs> but yeah, she's such like a badass in that scene in the restaurant. She just like walks over to the table and is like, "I want to make a deal. I have this book." Yeah. And they basically tell her no, and then she pulls her gun on them. Yeah. She takes <laughs> like sh- takes all their shit. <laughs> Takes all their shit, and then yeah. they're... She's, like, really bad at long-term planning. Like, oh, where should we go? What should we yeah. do? Yeah. But then, and like, the, the, in short-term planning, she just, like, kills Nails it. it. Right. <laughs> it's like, also, just go to a fucking bodega you've never seen before. Sure. Like, quit going to the mob places, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. But also, uh, there's a moment there where she lets her guard down after that because they all go outside. They're like, we'll wait for her outside. And the right. kid are sitting there. He's like, what are you going to do? She's like, they're going to wait for us outside. And he's like, I know what to do. Let's go out the back. And they right. take off. And she follows him for like 30 seconds. And then right. she's like, fuck this little fuck. Yeah. Grabs them. They take off a different route. Uh-huh. And. Um, yeah. Through like the back kitchens of yeah. like this like train station. And they right. come out of bar. Yeah. They come and then out they go back. And what is my favorite moment in the movie? They go back to her apartment. And she just fucking kicks open the door with the gun in her hands. And goes, kill me. 
And then she just waits. And then the kid sneaks it in under her arm. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I've seen this before, but I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. I'm like, that would have been hilarious if they just shoot the kid while he's like oh in her God. arm. But that didn't happen. Obviously. Wait, did they go back to her apartment or like the apartment, like the snazzy apartment with like the big bag? They go back to her apartment because that's where all her shit is. She has new yeah. clothes after that. Right. Yeah. You know, for a, like we're on the run from the mob. She has quite the wardrobe through. All oh, my of this. God. Yeah. That dress, that last dress she wears. Dude, Holy and the fuck. scene like at the very end, like not to get too ahead, but like there's a scene at the end where they're like they're both in the hotel in a hotel room and she's like unpack my clothes hang them up i want to steam them (laughs) (laughs) and like he totally does he like hangs them up in the bathroom Uh and then he's like are you ready for bed and she's like no i'm taking a bath dude and steam these clothes yeah that's like that's like when i started coming around to the kid it was like when they're in that last hotel room well that was yeah like after a lot of shit so like getting back to they go back to their apartments they go back and then very early in the morning she wakes him up she's already ready she's dressed right um it's the same building where his uh the back down the hall from where his parents got killed Mm -hmm. there's also a line somewhere in there it's like what are you going to do over there it's in the beginning she's like what are you going to do over there look at dead bodies anyways i thought that was a great line so they sneak out she goes first the kid stays like a couple like like 50 feet behind her the whole time she realizes she's doing it the wrong way they're in the middle of the street she's like i see we send you to a boarding school Mm -hmm. the kid starts giving her shit again she goes look He's I'm gonna go to that bar. That's when um, he was like, "I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man." He throws his like temper tantrum where he like remembers what he do. Dad, what I want. Yeah, uh-huh. t- told him about how he was now the man of the family, and he's like, "I'm the man. I'm the man." She's like, "Well, you know what? You know, yeah. you can be the man right here. I'm gonna go into that bar over there." Also, this is why I hate that fucking kid because she was walking away. It's like you can't be my mother. My mother was beautiful. Goodbye, uh, sucker. I know. Goodbye, that one, like, goodbye, fucking... turkey. Fuck that little kid. B- goodbye, oh cockroach. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> goodbye, fly. Oh my god, I wanted to punch that. Also, kid. I just can't get over that kid's face because he looks like somebody from that movie Fame. I didn't Google it, but it's just I don't like that actor. I've but never anyways, seen that. I've never actually <laughs> seen it. I just know of him. Okay, Maybe it was him. Fair enough. So. Um, she goes to the bar at 8.30 in the morning. She orders a drink. Right. She lights up a cigarette. Also, just a great way to not have product placements. Give me a beer. Any kind of in particular. A cold one. Mm-hmm. She lights up a cigarette, and then she still wants to do the tough, uh, the tough guy act. Right. So she asks the bartender to look out the window to see if there's a kid. He doesn't see anybody. She puts up the cigarette, takes off, gets into a taxi, which, by the way, is absolutely amazing it's got part of its bumper uh-huh. part of its fender missing it's got one headlight the dude driving it's a total badass picks her up because <laughs> he knows she's a badass and they yeah. just he just goes keep driving on broadway go slow she basically drives around looking for this little fucker she finally finds him he takes off the exact moment that um the taxi driver stops two mob guys roll past they grab him his little friend they jump into a house he yeah, because in the time he had like made a friend or like met a friend, it was it was unclear to me. Yeah, he was but on a like, stoop with a bunch of uh, right. yeah, a little like, kids well, his age. It was yeah. one of his friends because he like when he's telling her like at one point that she's not his mother. It's like you're not my father, you're not my mother. 
He's like, I have friends, you know. He could have been exaggerating, like little kid exaggerating. Like, this but, is my friend. Well, this I'm sure he had friends. But I don't know. I, it, I think it was just like somebody that he met that he like fell into. I don't think so. But either way. So he get they both get uh, nabbed by the mob. Right. Yeah. And then they go into like his little friend's house. And then Gloria has to go save the day again. She mm-hmm. runs in. Well, the mob pulls them into some house, right? Yeah. It's that little kid's yeah. house. Yeah. She goes in there. She runs in. She's got the gun on two, on the two mob guys. She's yelling at him. Um, his new friend or old friend's dad, she sh- shoots her with a magnum, like in the arm or something, and then he fuck it. she kills him, grabs his gun, forces all the dames into the bedroom, forces mm-hmm. the two mob guys into the bathroom, pulls them out one by one, sh- searches them down, pats them down, and then basically just makes them all hide in the thing. She runs back out with hide the kid. Hide in the bathroom, yeah. Hide in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Gets back into this taxi driver yeah. who, like, is so fucking cool. She's running down the street with like, two guns. The kid's got two guns that he picked up off the ground. <laughs> Jumps in while there's mob guys. He's like, fuck it, let's do it. They start yeah, driving off. Mob guys, off. like, as soon as they get out of the apartment, they open that bathroom door and start chasing right. her. Yeah. <laughs> of course. They start chasing her in a the car. They pull up to actually her in the back seat. And then she just goes, here, throws their guns out the car and then drops them off. Um, the taxi driver drops them off. And, like, there's no real scene where, like, she pays them or pays them. It's just put out your hand. Yeah. Give her a fucking high five. Oh, I I'd, like assume she was, like, slapping money into his I hand. would hope so. But yeah. also at the same time, I think she'd get away with not paying them. Yeah. Getting into the car with guns. Yeah. So. Right. Maybe, maybe a little bit. And then uh, after that, they go to the train station in what is obviously um, the Cassavetti's signature shooting without a permit. (laughs) And they just... In the subway. In the subway. They go down to the subway. They get chased chased down into the subway. Yeah. And they get on a a train. But, like, the kid gets onto a train, and she gets off, and then she tells the kid, get off at the station. Right. You know? Well, he can't get off. He gets, like, trapped in the people. Yeah. Yeah. She was sick of the local. Right. Yeah. Well, this is, like, after she, like, bitched this kid out for, like, turning on her. He sold her out. Yeah. He wants to know where his loyalty is. Right. And then she gets on the express. The two guys from the building come up on the side of her. She punches one in the face. He slaps her. This huge scene cause, uh, is caused. People on the subway grab the two mob guys, and then she pulls yeah, a gun in on the them subway again. Car. The yeah. subway car, yeah, while it's moving. They get to this, the stop. She's the only person who gets off because she's got the gun on everybody. Right. Yeah. Calling them sissies, talking shit, calling them punks. Yeah. Come on, go so, for it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm a woman. Yeah, it's like you just got beat by a woman or something yeah. like and she, that. That's like the iconic, like, she's pointing the gun at the camera and she's right. like, go for it. You she's got like this pussy. crazy smile on her face. Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. And then they go off to like uh, Amtrak or Metro. They're trying no, to get it's out of No, uh, it's the. Uh, 
what is it? I forget what the the train is called, but it's the one train that goes to Jersey City over uh, the Hudson River or under the Hudson River. But later in the movie, it does take the same train to Pittsburgh. Right. Well, yeah, it's a different. It's like a different line. Yeah, but like so, like there's a train that goes to Jersey City. It's the Pert. Is it the Pert train? Not important. P-R-T or something. The Neil Pert. Neil oh, Pert train. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm editing that joke out. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they take that train to Jersey City and they get a hotel room in Jersey City because Jersey City is like, uh, it's like right across the Hudson from, uh, and it's like a six minute train ride. Sure. You know, under the river. Under the river. And so that's where they... Hey, uh, Jerry Bear. Hey. How was work? Nice. <laughs> when we do that at work, we use, at the end of it, we go $5. <laughs> $5. Um, Five dollars. This episode being brought to you by MFK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spanish seafood, done right. Mm-hmm. And then they... Rode into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a hotel room now. Well, so they, they get off of Jersey City and then they get another hotel room. They don't even go on the train. They don't leave. They're just in the hotel room, right? Yeah, they just leave the, the train station. She, yeah. The place is freaking around, so they get a hotel room for the night. Yeah. They're still in the city. Yeah, they don't. The next morning, she goes to meet Tony. Well, I thought they went. They they got on the train to Jersey no. City, no. and then they were supposed to go. She get walked on the up train to the counter to get the tickets, to and Pittsburgh, the dude walks up, and I thought. he he just walks up behind her, and she just walks away. She gets she gets spooked, and then they they never go anywhere else. They just find a hotel for the night oh. in the city. Weird. I thought they were like made I it mean, in Jersey City. We've had the uh, DVD menu on for Gloria the entire <laughs> podcast, probably burning into the TV. We could jump to the scene. Let's not. Also, this episode of whatever this fucking show is called. Aaron Rose has never seen it. Thank you. Um, brought to you by Out of Sessions. Yeah, Out of Sessions. Which would hopefully down the road would be really cool just to have that guy on. So far, we uh, your oddness. all of our special guests have uh, yeah have turned us down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I think you would turn us down if you weren't a host. We invited Phil from uh, Gloria, and he's you know just a crotchety old man in New York right now. He can't be that old. <laughs> oh, also, okay, real fast, because I kept wanting to bring it up earlier. The woman who played. Uh, Phil's mom, she's just in the beginning scene. Venice Film Festival, one, excuse me, leave time, edit, gone. Um, She won Best Supporting Actress at the Venice Film Festival for that role. She's like a licensed psychotherapist. Oh, no shit. But also, I've never seen her in anything else. She's in a lot of stuff. She was in John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. She was the woman who went with Sam Neill. No way. Right? 
I never. Wow. You don't need to. Yeah. (laughs) It's really cool when you're like a teenager and like John Carpenter is the best thing ever. Right. But when you get older and you're like this filmography, this selected part of his filmography is the best thing ever. That's all you really need. Yeah. But they are showing it. at the Was it called John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness? You have seen it. No, <laughs> I just know that at a certain point he started referring to from Halloween, as John Carpenter's the whole time. That was part of his deal. He uh, he directed, uh, he wrote, directed, produced Halloween for ten thousand dollars under a condition that he had final cut and he could put ten thousand dollars. Well, they made the whole movie for three hundred twenty thousand. So his whole deal was, we'll do, I'll do the movie for ten grand. But my name gets to go above the title. Right. So that's why it's always John Carpenter's Halloween. John Carpenter's The Fog. Right. John Carpenter huh. should have left his name off of A Village of <laughs> the Damned and Escape from L.A. But yeah. hey. I like to Escape from L.A. I love Escape from L.A. Yeah. The reason why I am friends with the Needles is because of Escape from oh, L.A. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah. But not on the podcast. <laughs> we'll save it for a different. That might have been one of the takes that didn't make it. <laughs> No, the take that didn't make it was when he walked in with that tiny rocking chair. What the fuck's the deal with that? I never asked. <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. It's gone. It's gone. It was the first Needles? podcast that you didn't show up for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Needles just, like, walked in, like, while we were recording, and he was, like, carrying this, like, children's-sized rocking chair and just, yeah. like, disappeared upstairs with it. But not for, like, a child? Like for a doll. Yeah. Like a yeah. child-sized doll. Yeah. Like a Chucky. Carried by yeah. a, a hypodermic needle. That's weird. Anyway. Nick, continue. Bob, where are we at? They're, they escaped from the subway d- fiasco. We're in the oh hotel my now. God, we're in the city hotel. Oh my god. This is the cool. scene you were talking about where she's like unpack my clothes and Yeah, like they, well, first of all, they get into the hotel and then there's a knock on the door. Oh yeah. And she's like get in the get in the fucking bathroom and she right. she's like has her hand in, in her gun which is in her purse. She has her hand. You know, she's got her, she's like her wait, got her hand wait, on the gun. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You just said her hand was in her gun. You mean like, like yeah, video firing, drone style? She was firing, or she was firing uh, fingernails as bullets. Oh my god! No, not video drone style. She was just. She had a gun inside her purse. No, she just had a gun. No, she had it was a gun in her purse at first. Her, it was in was her it? purse. Yeah, and because she the, was telling the kid. She was like, kid. Go in the bathroom. Go in the bathroom. Go in the bathroom. Right. And he picks up like an ashtray or yeah, something. That was like, great. No. That was the only moment I liked <laughs> yeah. that little kid. He like picks it up and lifts it above his head. And right. he's like, no, I'm with you, Gloria. Yeah. I'm with you. Also, that kid's so short. Like he literally was just oh going God. to smash some like, dude in the junk yeah. with a glass <laughs> ashtray. I think he's supposed to be like six years old. Doesn't yeah. she say he's yeah. like six? But he was eight. Not to, I don't, you know. I don't okay. know. Yeah, Am I the only really one who goes on imb.com? 
I didn't read that. I did read a lot about it, but, but I anyway, was going to say he does look big for like a six-year-old. Gloria opens the and door and like, like slams the well. door open, and it like slams kind of closed, and this guy enters, and it's just the bellhop with like some flowers. Flowers, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, compliments of the house. And then it like cuts to him like nervously like walking yeah, down the hallway. Yeah, he sees. <laughs> Thank you. No. Thank you. He, no, no, no. He sees Gloria and then he sees the kid holding the ashtray. And he's like, is everything OK in here? Oh, and yeah. she, Gloria is like, everything is not OK. <laughs> and yeah. then it cuts to the bellhop like being shushed out of the the hallway still carrying the, the flowers <laughs> still carrying the flowers like with gloria behind him like holding a gun at him and like get the fuck back down that hallway and he's just like the whole time he's like it <laughs> he's just thank like you. it's okay yeah. thank you <laughs> like i'm getting Holding in the elevator thank you no problem <laughs> yeah. i am capitulating mm-hmm So she has that scene. She tells him, draw the bath. Right. Yeah. She's like, unpack my clothes, kid. Yeah. yeah. I want to steam them. And then he just like unpacks them. Yeah. And he grabs a little chair, this hangs up like, all her clothes yeah. on the shower rod. This is when I start to like him because like now all of a sudden he's like, oh, you can be my mom. You can be my dad. You're, you're my, my family. Girlfriend. Yeah. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> you're my friends. And and, like, oh. and Gina Rollins is like, eh, uh, let's just stick to family. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I like family. So then uh, they're going to sleep. The next morning she wakes up. She goes down the street to get some donuts and some breakfast shit for the kid and mm-hmm. herself. Yeah. She's leaving. She's trying to pay with a hundred dollar bill and the guy's just like, hey, just have it. Just have take it. it. And then just take she's it. like, yeah. oh, thanks. And she gives him a kiss. She's like, Mwah. blows and him like, a kiss. Turn, yeah, mm-hmm. blows him a kiss. Turns around and there's this like fucking mobster dude. Sill. Sal. Sill. Sill. In the fucking uh, doorway. It's like, hey, Gloria, you look nice. See, I always like pictured this part in Jersey, Jersey City. And just like this, like weird, creepy ass, whatever mobster, just like, hey, that's the thing, though. She doesn't know anybody in Jersey City. Everybody she knows is still just in New York. But Jersey City is like so close. It's like. I know, but they didn't they didn't leave, so that's why it's like not Jersey City. <laughs> that, but I'm just saying, I always pictured it in Jersey City. Is I that open? Why. Is what open? The Malort. Yeah. This episode no. brought to you by Bob's Homemade Chernobyl. Doctor Uncle Roberts Medicinal Malort Chernobyl. Malort Chernobyl. Malort Chernobyl. Malort She's my Chernobyl. mother. She's my sister. Malort Chernobyl. She's my Malort. She's my Malort Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Malort Chernobyl. Also, fuck uh, Roman Polanski. Yep. What a <laughs> fucking douchebag. Like he, yeah. like, he sucked before, but, like, just go fuck yourself. Yeah, he sucks. Rapist. Also, piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. Though, on a side note, um, Caesar's... What's a movie that I've actually gotten through that was directed by Roman Polanski? The Pianist? Uh, No. I've seen that whole movie in parts. The Ninth Gate with uh, this one's favorite actor? 
Johnny Depp is not Ryan Gosling. So anyway. this one's favorite actor, not my favorite actor. <laughs> still still didn't get through that whole actor. one. Didn't get through Rosemary's Baby. You didn't get through Rosemary's Baby? No. That's a fucking classic. He did. I think classic. he did Rosemary's Baby. He did Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Huh? He did Rosemary's Baby. I know. No. I'm saying you didn't oh. get through it. Oh, he didn't get through it? No. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, you haven't seen that. Never he mind. He also did Chinatown and the apartment. He did Chinatown. But right, when Caesar's, I, um, did, the, I yeah. did get through that. Fuck. Caesar's dog bit off his nose uh, whenever Pitchfork was going Roman on. Roman Polanski's nose. Um, Caesar's dog bit off Caesar's nostril. Oh. Whenever uh, Pitchfork was going on, I didn't go to, go to that day. And he, uh, Paul, drove him to the hospital. I don't think you guys met Paul, but he was sending me Snapchats of Caesar in the back seat just bleeding out of the nose. I sent Caesar a YouTube clip of Roman Polanski's scene in Chinatown where he cuts Jack Nicholson's nostril. <laughs> so you're just like, yep, that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, He's got a really small scar, but like yes. it's obvious. But whatever. I forgot I wanted so to look at that. Talk about Caesar, though, not Jack Nicholson. I know, but so it goes. No, sorry, Caesar, but deal with it. I don't know. Gross. Did deal with it. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he's about to go to an apartment full of mobsters with a How book that they've been looking Roman for Polanski? as a person that um, uh, has been shielding a, a child that they want the to kill. It's not that. like that yeah. happened to Caesar. I didn't hear anything he said. Anyway, um, I was talking about. Uh, I'm assuming Gloria. To, uh, Gina Rollins going to the mobster's apartment. Tony's. Tony's. Yeah, Tony's. His boyfriend. We didn't get there yet. Uh, we just barely brought up Syl. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So you guys didn't get any further. No, we got sidetracked by uh You by were arguing about like where it was taking place, whether it was New York or New Jersey. Well, you and I know where it was. Yeah. Bob's. <laughs> no, and then Bob's reinterpreting the movie about as he goes along. Yep. Then you guys started talking about Roman Polanski, which, I don't know, whatever. That's cool. Actually, Nick, you started. So she runs into yeah. Syl, like, as she's, like, God getting forbid breakfast. somebody sidetracked this podcast for anything. And she gets into <laughs> a taxi, and Syl, like, kind of follows her into the taxi. Where I, like, she's pretty uneasy about it. <laughs> and then she, like fakes like he's hitting her or something he's like raping her she's like she like jumps on top of him right and she's like get off me yeah get off me and starts like whacking him and then he like he calls like the cab drivers an abe and then no the cab, and the, the cab driver was like hey what's going on back there hey get out of here right. like and the, the guy was like shut up you ape mm. and then it like the cab driver stops and pulls out, and it's just, like, this super Giant fucking man. tall man. Yeah, because it, like, took him forever <laughs> to get out of the car, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then he gets out, and he's just, like, a fucking giant. And he, like, opens the door and tells Syl to get the fuck out of the car. And Syl gets out of the car, and he's like, just get out, start walking. He's like, don't even lean on the cab, just start walking. Yeah, the, no, he was like, Syl was like, how much do I owe you? And the guy was like, oh, I don't want your money. And don't lean on my cab. <laughs> and like pushes him away. 
And then like it cuts back to the cab where Gloria's gone. Where there's it cuts back into the cab and then the the bag of donuts is there. The bag of donuts and no Gloria. Uh And then she comes back to the apartment, you know, to the hotel room and uh, she sees the kid and she's like, gives him a bunch of money. It's like, hey, we got to meet in. Well, she makes a phone call and the kid's like, it's busy at first. And then the kid like starts asking her who she's calling. It's like, I'm calling this guy I used to live with. Something like that. He's like, what, your boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) And then she just doesn't answer him. Right. She just like looks at every time he asks her a question and like uh, says something that is like accurate. She just looks at him and doesn't answer him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, little kid. And she calls him back, and yeah. She goes there. That's where... Uh, she goes there after, like, telling the kid, like, if I'm not back in three hours, you need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And gives and him, the, like, a bunch of cash. Yeah, gives him a bunch of cash. And the kid's like, what, what, what about three and a half hours? And she was like, okay, kid. Three and, Three and a half, half hours. hours. <laughs> Not know? a second more. Yeah. So then Gloria takes a taxi out to um, basically the m- big mob apartment. Right. We have uh, Tony there. He, he's having lunch with a bunch of fucking old Dagos. I'm Italian. I can say what I want. I got dual citizenship. So it's them. There's like a bunch of dudes just like hanging out in towels. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty standard for Italians. And then yeah. so we get to there. She goes up the stairs. She takes the elevator up. One of the guys that killed Phil's father is outside guarding the hallway. She right. goes in. They seat her in this room. Um, basically, this housekeeper goes and tells these mobsters who are having breakfast or whatever that she's there. The dude Tony she knows comes in. They're sitting across from each other from this little table. Right. She offers him the book. He wants the kid. She mm-hmm. said she's not going to give him up. A couple more big ass dumb mobsters walk in. They stand on either side of her. She still plays it cool. She never stops being just. Oh, and she says like something really cool. Like these two other mobsters. Sorry to meet you guys. Yeah. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to meet like, y'all. Sorry to meet you. But she never stops acting like she's in control of the scene even though she's outnumbered like oh, by 15 like guys the <laughs> one um the other two guys she asks for a drink she um tony goes and gets her a drink the other two guys go away she asks for a cigarette yeah, she keeps prolo- prolonging the well, situation she asks for a cigarette first and then like the two guys walk in well she she talks to him she like when she's talking to him she's like uh, you know, like talks like she's like trying a, to appeal. Yeah, to appeal Tony to him. And she's like, we've made on love a personal or whatever. level. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he said that, but yeah, there was one He's point like, where when she you. asks for a cigarette, he like gives her a cigarette and then offers her a light, and then he she like touches his hand. Uh huh. And then for the rest of the scene, he refuses to touch her hand. Right. You know, because he knows, and she knows too, right. that she's gonna get killed. Right. Like that. That's the plan. And she, they're like, going to fucking kill him. her. You and she's she goes there to get like offer herself and the book in place of the kid. Right. She looks at him. And she's like, look, 
you know, I don't want to be tortured. Just make it quick. Right. And then yeah. he's like, she goes, basically, I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. If you're going to chase after me, go ahead. But I'm leaving. Right. She gets up. She goes out the door. The mob guys are like, she's getting away. Tony says that. Yeah. All the weird dudes just in the house are chasing yeah. after her. <laughs> she busts out the front door. Uh-huh. Shoots the guy who killed one of the dudes that kills Phil's father right in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Gets in the elevator. Elevator starts going down. These big mob guys break the window to the elevator and start just shooting into the elevator. And then the one dude asks for the Magnum. Uh-huh. And he starts shooting into the elevator. It's like you see all these holes just blow right. up the top. Yeah, like they're giant trying to sh- holes. Giant <laughs> holes. They're trying to shoot out like the mechanisms like that are bringing it down. Or I think they were just trying to shoot her through the fucking elevator. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, cuts to the kid. He's in the hotel. He gets a call from people at the front desk, and if they're gonna check out, he says mm-hmm. we're here for a couple of days. Takes his hundred dollar bill, goes to the front desks. She tells, Sorry. she tells him before she leaves, don't let anybody see you got a hundred dollar bill. They're ki- they're gonna know they know you're a kid. They're gonna take it from you. Goes right. and asks him for change. He asks for a hundred dollars. He wants all fives and five singles. Right. He goes to the train station, EPAC or whatever the hell you were talking about earlier. Or gets down the thing yeah. to gets down the train to Pittsburgh. Um, goes down, gets there, starts talking to some nice some random nice dude, yeah. some nice random businessman. Yeah. Offers to give him a ride to a cemetery. Right. We totally skipped over the cemetery scene. Oh, we did. Um, before they go off to do something, I don't remember <laughs> right now. Um, Gloria takes them totally to a tombstone and to a cemetery. Is like, find these are some nice headstones. Right. Go and talk to them. All dead people know each other. Right. So go They're say goodbye to your family. Right. They're all in the same place. He goes. He sa- talks to his family through a random tombstone. Right. Goes back to Gloria. So the businessman's like, "Where are you trying to go?" He goes, "A cemetery. I forgot the name." He mentions one. The kid gets a cab. Out to a cemetery. The guy, the, the guy mentions the first uh, cemetery name, and the kid's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then turns around and runs away. No, he's like, oh, you're the guy that, like, offers a, to give him a ride. And yeah. he's like, oh, you're a very nice man. And then, like, turns around and, like, runs off. So he gets to the cemetery. He does the same thing Gloria does, where he goes to the cab driver and says, I only got a whole lot of bill. Why don't you wait for me? Right. I want to ride back to the city. He's like, how much money you got, kid? He takes off his shoes, takes out like $1,000. Like, is this enough? How much is this going to cost me? Right. He's basically he's doing a Gloria impression at this point. Right. Try well, to I seem think he just tough. gives him 100 mm-hmm. and then like yeah. one of the hundreds. Yeah. Goes, finds a nice uh, tombstone he likes, starts talking to Gloria. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you're friends with my mom. Right. She liked you. I never loved you, or I didn't realize I did until now. Right. Peace. He's like, but I know you're dead. Yeah. I want you to know I know you're dead. Yeah. Sort of thanks her. Uh-huh. His taxi yeah. drives off, and then a very nice town car pulls up. Uh-huh. Driver gets out, opens up the back seat, helps out an old lady, and it turns out to be Gloria. It's like, what? You got a kiss for your grandma or what? And then... He has the creepiest fucking smile ever on a little kid. Like, oh, no, it's creepy. He's got like, I'm going to bang this old broad. And then. Yeah, because it was uh, right before that that moment. He was like, 
you know, oh, I, I never, I never realized, I, realized I loved you until now. And then all of a sudden, this like his cab rolls away, and then this like black car uh, rolls up. And in the the scene before, like Gloria gets shot at in the elevator, she's talking to that dude Tony, mm-hmm. where she's the dude Tony's trying to like convince her to give up the kid. And Tony's like, hey, you know, like, I understand, like, every woman's a mother, you know, at some point, And you have feelings for this kid because you're a mother. And Gloria says, like, this weird (laughs) thing where she's like. Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing she said. She's like, like, I was always abroad. (laughs) Well, she says that. She's like, I was always abroad. I don't want any milk. But then she's like, she's like, this is the smartest kid I've ever slept with. (laughs) And you're like, uh. Okay. But so, like, Gloria. That's not the line at all, by the way, but keep going. Yeah. What? It doesn't matter. Go ahead. I mean, it's the. You get the gist of it. Yeah. So, Gloria, like, (laughs) has this moment where she is, like, like, realizes that she loves this kid in this weird moment. But then he has this weird moment where he, like, realizes he loves her, too. And uh, her moment was right before she got shot up in the elevator. And his moment was right before. She rolled up in the town car. She rolled up in this town car. I've never in my life wanted a protagonist to be dead more than this movie. Oh, my God. I would have (laughs) freaked out if you guys made me watch this movie and she was fucking dead in the end. (laughs) I still think she's dead. I know. A big portion of this movie is her saying... Telling him it's just a dream, it's a, yeah. you know. You wake up from a dream, you wake up from a nightmare. You're somebody else. It's a different right. life. All this shit. Telling you the end of that, she is dead. No. It's just my it's, thought. I think yeah. it makes the movie better if she's dead. You think the last like whole slow mo like scene where he goes from the. Uh, train to the cemetery no like from the like uh cemetery like uh grave to like run to her like in her arms right you think that was his dream yeah (laughs) i don't think it's real i don't think i think that kid's just out in pittsburgh just screwed yeah i mean the whole, I- the whole like, I mean, that definitely makes more sense, but yeah. I prefer that also, she's this alive is like in the end. Also, like, big studio movie. I'm sure they wanted a studio ending. Right. And so he hated this it. movie. He hated this fucking movie. Hated it. He just wanted to sell it. He didn't want to direct it. They offered to Barbara Streisand. She said no. They offered to Jenna Rollins, Ooh. and she said yes, and then they insisted that he directed it, and she wanted him to direct it, so he directed it. He fought with Paramount? The whole time they were making it, uh-huh. almost got into a fist fight with the production designer. Yeah. So this wasn't his like own movie. It was just a movie that they. Yeah. No, he wanted nothing to do with it. This is his least favorite movie, like his second right. least favorite movie that he made after like his first feature that like it's just his, turned uh, shit. Spartacus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except nobody holds Spartacus in the highest regard of Kubrick's, uh, you know, repertoire. Yeah. 
Well, you know, sometimes when you have, like, are forced to work within a piece of paper, then you become a, uh, what is it? What's the name? Shakespeare? What? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I really like this movie. So I will I. say. Yeah. I it was so fucking refreshing to to finally watch a movie that had a fucking badass babe in it that just like fucking killed it. <laughs> like she's so fucking awesome and cool. Unlike every other fucking movie we've watched so far where women are just like there. <laughs> <laughs> More or less, or not there in the case I could of see, like, Silent Running. Casavetes and Gina Rollins, and just like John Casavetes, be like, "Hey, babe, let's make some money." And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, like that, like stone cold, like oh, fucking killer." She's, yeah, <laughs> she's like, so good in yeah, it. Let's fucking kill this. <laughs> Aaron, was she nominated for any awards? <laughs> She was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role, and she lost to Sissy Spacek. Yeah. And she lost the Golden Globe to Mary Tyler Moore. Ugh, or the other Mary way Tyler around. Moore. No, Mary Tyler Moore doesn't have an Oscar. She's got a Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this movie's pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. Cinematography's amazing. Editing's really good. It's well Even shot. Even though some of the uh, scenes were out of focus. I love that shit, though. I love <laughs> yeah, that. They had I mean, one totally chance to get that shot. Worked. They're stuck with it. Yep, and they shot it out. They it's from seventy, came out in eighty, but they sh- made it in seventy nine. So it's like right, running gun, low budget Cassavetti shit. Where it's just like, uh, just go in there, shoot it. Mm-hmm. Way better than the driver. Yeah, he didn't the make same it. year. Yeah, he's. <laughs> but it was from the same year, but far superior. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Robert brought up an interesting point earlier, which I guess is common knowledge to everyone but me, that Leon, the professional, basically just ripped off this movie. Yeah. Hard oh, Luke really hard. Ripped this movie off, yeah. Luke Besson rips off like, a lot of movies. But it was, like, so much creepier. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. Like when you reverse the roles, it's like so much creepier. Plus, also, <laughs> also it's creepier because Natalie Portman is right. almost a teenager in that movie. Uh-huh. And when you know that Luke Besson based that movie on the fact Ooh. that he married a fifteen-year-old, it so gets a lot worse. Yeah. But also, like this, like it's totally obvious that this is fucking like he used this as like his template for uh, right. uh, Leon, uh-huh. but like. There's that scene in there where uh, in this where the she comes out and she goes, "You better get out of here! The cops are coming!" And the mobster just shoots down the hall, where like, fucking beat for beat, yeah. that lady comes out in uh, Leon. She's like, "Why don't you leave that nice family alone? Right. Why don't you leave?" And then fucking Gary Oldman takes the gun oh and just God. shoots the glass in the hallway. She goes, "He said, go back inside." Like it's literally right. just like straight up ripping off Gloria. Ugh. I love Gary Oldman. Yeah, so do I. He's so good. I saw the. Uh, oh, you already know that. Anyways, um, <laughs> what? 
So the fifth element in the midnight movie. It was so, so much fucking fun. That's what Robert's haircut is based on. Nice. <laughs> Gerald, My favorite. Yeah. I'm okay with Did that. you ever see Looper? No. Uh, I don't think so. No. There's basically a scene. It has one of the best montages ever where um, they do like weird digital stuff to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like Bruce Willis when he's younger. So they do oh, like this montage scene. This yeah. Where he gets older, and essentially uh-huh. when it cuts from the last scene of Joseph Gordon-Levitt looking like kind of old right. to actually being Bruce Willis, right. he essentially has Gary Oldman's haircut from The Fifth Element. Awesome. It's insanely creepy to the point where it's like uh, there's a YouTube thing called CinemaSins where they actually just call out his character. It's like, oh, look, Gary Oldman let him borrow his wig from The Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Did anybody else see or part of or see part of the Sydney Lamette remake of this starring Sharon Stone? Oh no. no. It's awful. No way. Sharon Stone is not uh, Jenna Rollins at all. No. No. Maybe is it Jenna or Gina? Gina? I've heard Jenna Rollins. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. We recorded like an hour and ten minutes of this. Yeah. Same both ways. Um, Lumet's good, but he, uh, you know, he's made a lot of dog shit movies too. What has he made? I, uh, I think he made, I'm going to say Dog, dog Day shit, Afternoon. the movie. That sounds awful. <laughs> but I've I don't know it. for sure. He was in, um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Ugh. In it, yeah, he's a good actor. He, you probably know him from acting more than actual directing. Kind of like. Oh wait, no, no that's kind of like. Oh, you know, I think I've confused Sidney <laughs> Lumet for oh, somebody else, but he did. Sidney Lumet directed Twelve Angry Men, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, The Verdict, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Prince of the City. Oh, Stranger, Stranger Among Us, The Wiz. Uh. Night Falls on Manhattan. Manhattan. Mm. Wait, is this right? He yeah. doesn't even say no, that. No, yeah, yeah. You're Does right. it say the Gloria remake? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, also, I, I liked, guess we um, should mention more Nick, more John Cassavetti's movies. We oh, did, yeah. I don't know any, but like Robert was talking about them earlier. He, um, because... Gina or Jonna Rollins was in another one with Peter Falk. Yeah. Before but he this. was in um Jenna Rollins and him made like nine movies together. Oh good. also John Cassavetes was in Rosemary's Baby. Who does he, he play? Uh wait a minute, I think I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, didn't know this. Fucking Rosemary's Baby. He what was the father's father on camera. Father, are you kidding me? He was the yeah. Um, yeah, I love that movie, even though Roman Polanski is a yeah. fucking douche. But um, he deserves to be in yeah, jail. Uh, Cassavetes directed Cassavetes Opening Night, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, A Woman Under the Influence, One Kill- Episode of Columbo. Yeah. Well, Killing Husbands, of a Chinese faces. Bookie. It, Killing of a Chinese Bookie is a really good Shadows. movie, but it's it's a tough movie. Like all like all of Cassavetes' movies are tough movies. A Woman Under the Influence, though, with Gina Rowland and Peter Falk uh, play this couple who, like, 
where Gina Roland is just like slowly like going through mental illness and Peter Falk is like an idiot like fucking union worker that's trying to figure out ways to combat it where like but he doesn't know that she's like going through mental illness and needs help um and it's a really and their marriage is kind of like falling apart but he's trying to hold together and they're both trying to hold together but yeah it's a really fucking awesome but tough movie to watch but very like poignant movie speaking of tough movies to watch um his son nick cassavetes directed the notebook (laughs) hey and the other woman apparently with oh that's sad my sister's keeper alpha dog john q she's so lovely which was actually a john cassavetes script that he died before he could make And then he was also an actor who was in The Hangover Part 2. And he played himself in two episodes of Entourage. Oh, my God. Gross. (laughs) And he was in Face Off. He was Dietrich Hasler. He was the bald dude. Okay. Looked like a giant penis. Yeah. I mean, all bald dudes kind of look like giant penises. Yeah, but he, like... More so for him. Yeah. He's just a dick. (laughs) I played myself in Face Off. Like, it was the sequel to Face Off when I got into a bike accident a couple of years ago. Just nope. So you hurt your butt. Scattered my face all over. Uh, is this still running? Uh, <laughs> Augusta Avenue. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think... Th- uh, that what do you think we hit all the bullet points <laughs> i think we had all the bullet points yeah bullet points just like we had five this is our first episode where we're trying to be more organized we have a dry we're erase get, board we're getting the hang of it yeah kind of we did take over an hour to describe yeah what did it say? robert does not get to recap movies anymore I don't think he shouldn't be allowed to. I'm I think okay with that. Oh, well, fuck it then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to set like... He boundaries. has a time limit? Yeah. Well, or I have to read from something. Because <laughs> that would be... We took an, over an hour to describe a two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, an hour and 26. We, as the, the bulletin board says, we shot the shit in the beginning. Yeah. We talked about robots and Aaron talked about and shitty horror end. movies. Yeah. Also, well, I have they're to. They're like all shitty nowadays, though. Yeah, I have to cancel my shutter.com free. Yeah, uh, you do. Nothing on there. Nothing no, on there. Of course not. It's all garbage. Yeah, it's but probably like all garbage that I have VHS tapes for. No, no. There's movies that came out when they stopped making what is VHS. Shutter.com. Shutter.com is a. Is that one of our sponsors? Our future sponsors? It's Not like at all. It's like a Netflix for, <laughs> but it's movies. just horror movies. But now they're like adding movies that are not horror movies because they realize they have jack oh, shit. They have jack shit. Uh, <laughs> but I got it because of that Kuzo movie. Have you guys heard about that? That movie mm-hmm. that Flying Lotus made. It was supposed to be like super gross and disgusting, and there's scenes in there where it is gross, but like 
it is not like the gross out movie of all time. There is a scene where a cockroach comes out of um, George Clinton's ass and spews some sort of green shit in somebody's mouth. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't feel like I need to. You know, it's... I've seen it's, some really gross horror movies. Like, have you seen a Serbian film? No. Ugh. <laughs> what does that mean? The problem with Kuzo is that it's just... It's boring. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Kujo? No. Yeah, I agree. You have to be, uh... I like, I like Cujo. I don't remember it. I saw it when I was young. Yeah. I do remember that Stephen King has was on so much coke when he wrote it. He wrote it one weekend. He doesn't remember. He has no recollection of writing that at all. Huh. He was so coked out. I liked it. And similar to what's that Ali Sheedy flick? A man's the breakfast club. No, a man man's best friend. It's like one another like robot. crazy Johnny Five. No, it's like another crazy like dog movie where it's like What's a robot. It's man's best friend, yeah. It's man's best friend, yeah. Okay. Steve Gutenberg, Ali Sheedy. Um, uh, the dude Fire. who um, put on brown face to play the fake Indian, Fisher Stevens, from the Short Circuit movies. You know he has an Oscar. He won an Oscar for his documentary movie about whales. The guy for, with brown face from Circuit yeah. Circuit Short I've Circuit never, has an Oscar. No, I've I'm never still seen that. In disbelief. Yeah, it's fucking insane. He He's also in Hackers. He did a uh, documentary, or he was in a documentary as uh, he directed a documentary okay. about whales. Okay. Is that? I don't know. That's fucking. I try not so to watch fun. animal documentaries. They depress me horribly. I prefer serial killer documentaries. Nothing depressing about that. I mean, I don't feel bad for humans who get killed. I don't really either. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean. I feel like animals are, like, do. kind of defenseless, whereas, like, humans are just kind of all terrible. To, uh, uh, I kind of feel my favorite. Same about both. This is our fourth uh, podcast. Is it our fourth my or favorite fifth? favorite fourth. My favorite quote from all four of these is still from the first one. Where Aaron Rose said, I love when kids get smoked in movies. I really do. I was kind of like hoping for it in Gloria. <laughs> I was like That's waiting for I that said. kid. Steven Soberg once said to me, shut the fuck up. I'm Nick Souter. I'm not listening. I'm Bobcat. I'm Aaron Rose. And you've been listening to you. Aaron Rose has never seen it. Thank you. For listening, I just said you've been listening to this. Holy I wasn't paying fuck. attention.